We've got Gabe Cut live and direct on the line here, friend, fellow Uber driver, and we are about to chop it up. So, Gabe, I don't know how many rides you've got under your belt, but I got over a thousand, and I know you probably got more than that. And um, I want to play some shit that I don't know if you've heard from a documentary about Uber that might fire you up. Um, and now this is called um, How <clears throat> How Rideshare Uber Outwitted Regulators and Crushed Competition from the Four Corners. This is ABC News in-depth from Australia. And... I'm going to play us a couple clips. Today, it's one of the world's most recognizable brands. But for Uber, it's been far from a smooth ride. A series of scandals has severely damaged its reputation. And despite its popularity, it's still losing billions of dollars. It's massively unfunded. It has no competitive advantage and it has no signs that it could expand profitably. To turn around four, four and a half billion dollars of losses into steady growing profits would be one of the greatest corporate turnarounds of an operating company in history. So I'm not sure if you were aware of their illegal rise to dominance yeah no i i was aware that they've been kind of skirting regulations everywhere that they've been operating uh including the united states yeah um yeah apparently they did try to kind of bribe their way into china um but they were foiled and i think perhaps even led on um i don't know that they were ever really contenders to be in that market but I heard they lost billions trying to trying to become the the rideshare uh, dominant uh, force in China. Wow, I had yeah. not heard that. I got one more. I got one more clip I want to play for you here, and then I just kind of want to dice it up. Sure. In most places, transport regulators declared it an illegal taxi service. Uber implemented a sophisticated strategy to destroy, conceal, cover up, and falsify records or documents with the intent to impede or obstruct government investigations. So that's pretty wild, right? Yeah, it sounds like Australia, they've done some investigative journalism into Uber. Yeah. And, um, well, and that's a good point. Sounds like in Australia, because <laughs> we've heard jack shit about this here right yeah every every time we seem to hear things about uber it's more about the you know the former ceo travis kalanick sexually harassing employees or uh yeah it's ne never about them operating illegally in, in many cities in every city so they did this and and this documentary is amazing and i i highly urge you and everybody else to, to to check it out um and i'll include a link to it in the description of this 
of this podcast. But it also goes into how they did that in every single market. And they just decided, you know, it's better to pay the penalty than it is to wait for permission. And so there were other, and, and this is what people don't know. And this blew me away. There were other companies that had the same idea, but they were following the law. So they had applied for the permit. They were waiting for approval. Bup, 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 bup. There were four other companies. And, and Uber just fucked them all. All those investors lost all their money and they did nothing wrong. Uber broke the law and made bank, but they didn't make bank. They're, they're still losing money. So it's a yeah, failed business plan, right? And, and, and they've even said it. I don't know if it's this documentary or somewhere else that they said their own, the only way that they can make money is by not having a driver in the car. Okay. So maybe, so maybe that's been their strategy all along. Build the company up to where uh, the consumers are so dependent on it and then all the while losing money. And then when, when uh, self-driving cars become a thing, that's maybe that's their, 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 end, their end game. I think you fucking nailed it right there. And they'll do the same thing with self-driving cars, right? Why wait for a permit? The whole thing with Lyft and Uber is they've kind of operated in a gray area where, okay, well, that's the laws for taxis, but we're not taxis. Technically, yes. So they just kind of make up their own rules. Right. But we are taxis. And, and, and that's one of the things I wanted to talk about is like, you know, so they came in total Wild West, right? They didn't come in at half the price of a taxi. They came in at 25% of the cost of a taxi ride, right? So there's no way you would take a taxi. Why would you? Yeah, I, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was quite that low, but they, they really did they, undercut. No, all, they did. The that taxes. was the first move. It was a fucking take them out at the knees move. First, yeah, yep, and they, and they did. did. And the first wave of revolt were taxi drivers. But you know they could have gone in at fifty percent of the cost. You know. And then they wouldn't be in so such debt. But but once again, we go back to what you just said. I think it was their business plan all along to get the driver out of the car. That it's not going to be that long before we don't we don't need the driver. Yeah, that's that's a scary thought because not only okay, not only did they take out a large portion of the taxicab yeah. industry, but there's a whole new generation of rideshare riders that don't even bother to have vehicles. So now we're, we could be transitioning in the near future mm -hmm. into a society that's, that's driven around in empty cars, you know, just passengers in the back seat, no one behind the wheel. And I that's watched a documentary to that effect that was saying in the future, meaning by 2030, people are not going to own cars because it's not going to make sense. You can just get rides. Right. And, and a lot of the, the, uh, the personal vehicles will be electrics like Tesla's that have, you know, 
programmed self-driving or, or automatic this, driving. This, this doc was straight up saying, I forget what it is. Fuck, I wish I could remember. I'll try to research it and put in the, it in the description as well. But um, it was basically saying that there, it's being phased out, personal transport being phased out. Yeah, I, I know that, that Tesla is big into that with personal vehicles and Volvo for, for trucking. You know, for for long long, yeah, long haul truckers, a huge trucking company, and Tesla is trying to trying to take a, a piece of that market. Yeah, and I mean, you can just imagine that. You know, I suppose there's always going to need to be someone in the in the vehicle for UPS and USPS. But, well, there uh, does does there really you know, need somebody? Well, if I, you got if you got a fucking self driving truck and a drone. Yeah, I mean, it could be one of those. You, you know, you get a text message, your, your UPS truck will be there in 10 minutes. Please meet it on the curb. I, I mean, I, I can only, I, I would imagine that's pretty far in the future, Dude, pretty I, far I, in the future. I'm thinking it's even beyond that. And I'm thinking it's not, and I'm thinking it's within five years. Well, yeah, I know in Silicon Valley, they are, they are doing small deliveries by drone. Amazon wants to, in cities, Amazon within the within the next year, Amazon wants to be able to do one hour delivery. So that's that means drones everywhere. You know, it's it's interesting that you've mentioned Amazon and Uber and some of these you know mega companies. Uh, it it just seems like some a lot of their interests are aligning around okay. AI and robotics and. And, and phasing yep. out manual totally, labor. Totally, bro. I'm so glad you went there. And Amazon now buying up Whole Foods, right? <laughs> Tell me what you think. But, I, you know, I don't think I'm tripping, but I might be. But here's my take on this. It's all, it all encourages us to stay at home, stay alone, isolate, don't socialize. You don't need to see anybody. We'll bring it to you. Oh, no, no, you don't need to go outside and hail a taxi because you might talk to somebody. We'll just come and fucking we'll come to your house and send you a text when we're there. Um, and now with the fucking Amazon groceries, now you don't even have to go grocery shopping, dude. Your fucking groceries are delivered to your door. Right. And, and yeah, that's a, no, st- Stay, stay home right. and stay on and Facebook. That's a good opportunity to socialize and, and, and to meet your neighbors and right like, oh, hey, Bob, how you doing? I see you eat organic, too. Oh, interesting. But, you know, and, and, and I like what you said, because I drove home from work today past the Marin Civic Center, and there's this huge glaring neon billboard stay home, stay safe, keep flattening the curve. Like, man, this feels like 1980 fucking four. Like George Orwell, right? Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Well, I, you know, and like you said with COVID, that's a whole, that's a whole separate thing, you know, and it's, you know, yeah, that's a whole nother podcast exactly. <laughs> in itself. Yeah, it's it's a brilliant. No, it's 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 it was a brilliant idea, and it really empowered a lot of people. But um, you know, it's just it's just a shame that for so many people, it's kind of 
turning out to be a really flexible minimum well, wage exactly, job. Exactly. Exactly. So you just, boom, you just hit the bullseye as, as far as what I was going to say. Um, it's, and that's what Uber was marketing with Proposition 22, with their yes on 22. We want to keep it flexible. Flexibility is the number one thing in, in driver surveys. Well, A, in the drivers that took your fucking survey, most of them probably didn't. I didn't. Um, and B, money, money is the first thing. Flexibility is number two. Money. The only reason anybody is, is working for Uber is for money. Right? So if... if and and, and yeah, I know you have our own personal um, mark where if I didn't... You know, if I'm not making X per hour, I'm not going to do this. Is I was... You know, I was only doing it to hustle. And, and, Go ahead. Yeah, and in, in driving in Sonoma County, especially, that means, at least for me, it was, you know, nights, weekends, bar hours. That's really the only time that I could stay busy enough to justify, you know, right. my time. I um, And yeah, I mean, really strange, strange, strange hours if you want to keep busy, if you want to work that 5 a.m. shift or that, you know, 8 p.m. shift, it's really you know, that the meaty part of the nine to five days is, is probably less than minimum wage up here anyways. Oh, there, yeah, there's no money in it up here at all. I tried it and the, exactly, you nailed it. The money hours are 5 a.m. till, you know, seven or eight people going to work, going to the airport and then bar hours. And so that makes for a fucked up, weird you know, you work in the morning, you got the whole afternoon off, you work at night. Um, or I ended up driving to San Francisco. So I would drive an hour to go drive. <laughs> right? Right. And you have, a, you have a bunch of other Lyft and Uber drivers pinging around San Francisco from, like you said, up here or even farther away from the Sacramento area. Um you know, commuting in to work from the Central Valley. Dude, I watched I watched a thing uh, on some news channel. I don't know, ABC, something like that. This chick was coming in from, I think it was Merced. So that's like two plus hours out. And, uh, and she would come in for the week, dude, and live in her car. Man, that's tough. Right. Yeah, this is a. Uh, yeah, at, at that point in time, when you kind of add everything up, would, would she be better off just getting a job at Target? Oh, my you know? God. Four yeah, hour like... commute, dude. And then living in your car. So let me just talk to that for a minute. Right. So. After watching this this news story, I figured I could man up instead of commuting all the way to San Francisco. I figured at least for the weekend, 
I could, you know, stay over Friday night and then boom, I'm at it Saturday and I wouldn't have to drive an hour, right? Because what's the point of driving an hour to go home just to go to sleep, drive an hour back just to go to work, right? That was my logic. So I tried it and I tried finding a quiet place to sleep in San Francisco in my car. And it was fucking impossible. It was horrible. It was the worst night's sleep ever. It was uncomfortable as hell. There's too much light. Even in the darkest place I could find, there's still too much light. You know, it was brutal. Yeah, no, it's, it's depressing to think that, you know, working men and women have to sleep in a Safeway parking lot. Yeah. Right. But um, that's interesting. So, uh, yeah. Like, and like you said, you mentioned Prop 22 that failed in California. Um, which And we're a pretty progressive state. I wonder if that's going to be the first domino. Well, no, or, no. You know how they're going no, to. No, it won. So Prop 22 passed, meaning the drivers lost. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. the, the, the Uber back Prop 22. People voted for won. Uber over the drivers. Exactly. But I mean, the, 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 they put such heavy money into that campaign. I think it was over 200 the, the, million. Everybody I've talked to, everybody I've talked to said they thought voting for it was good for the drivers. I mean, they did such a good. Their their ad campaign was just everywhere. Dude, they spent two hundred million. Yeah, two hundred million. Yeah. Not just them, but DoorDash, Post, every single fucking one of those. You know, what do you call it? Uh, gig companies. Right. Spent money to defeat Prop Twenty Two. Or to exactly. make it pass, rather. Yeah, and and so I don't know how I don't know if that's going to nullify the the AB law that was passed earlier. It in doesn't the year, nullify making it. us technically. But employed. once again, yeah. what's what's the mo? Fuck them! You come at us with fines. So, right, and the government's doing nothing. So this yeah. just shows, this just shows how much, how little rather our fucking elected officials give a fuck about us, right? They're not fighting for us at all. They're bending to corporations on this one. Well, yeah, the, the AB laws that passed did seem like it was well, in, they seemed well intended. Maybe they were too broad. I think it, I kind of maybe that's just because I'm a you know Uber Lyft driver. I kind of saw it as an Uber I, Lyft bill. I, if I didn't, it, it should have been an Uber Lyft or a gig company. Bill, yeah, they should have left out the freelance. Yeah, yeah, leave out the freelance photographers and journalists and you know. And, and I didn't even know that a lot of people in the construction industry were independent contractors. I didn't even know so that. So it, it fucked a lot of little people like that. Your independent contractor. 
your photographer, your, your band person, bands, every band is an independent contractor. Right. Right. Musicians. And so it fucked musicians like professional musicians and, and semi-pro and people trying people on the way up on the come up. And we want to help. We want to help those people. Fuck. So it screwed those people. And then Uber got its, got its, you know, wish in the end. Anyway, like, wow. So our politicians failed. Yeah, yeah, they could have sussed that out a lot better. Um, and but then, yeah, like you said, Uber and Lyft and DoorDash, and they were right there, Johnny on the spot with a ballot measure. Yep. But anyway, so that's the political side of it, right? You know, um, it, Uber's got billions of dollars. They can do whatever they want. They can kibosh anything. They've got the city council people while, while, while losing money while losing billions billions we're not talking dollars billions 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 of dollars this is crazy i was amazed because and, Sorry, go ahead no and now that's mostly private money because they're not public yet or or are they but they were they've been private through for most of their existence if i think all. they just came public last year yeah, so one year. But um, yeah. So that's so that paints that paints the history, right? So that gives us a foundation for our conversation. So, so now let's get into some dirt. Tell me, uh. Tell me some stories. Do you have any that come to the top of your head? Well, I mean, yeah, one ride is just indelibly etched into my mind forever. Um, and that was the first time someone vomited in my I car. would love to hear the whole story. I don't think. Yeah, the, the sights and smells, they're in there. Anyways, um, yeah, just Okay, so I picked up a couple. Um, there were actually two brothers and then their wives at a fancy restaurant in Healdsburg. And I'm driving them home. To, uh, they both lived in the same subdivision in Windsor. And we're just about to get off the freeway in Windsor. And I can tell the the guy in the front seat who was really talkative the whole ride, he, he had, he had gotten kind of quiet. Uh-oh. Um, and kind of, I, you know, I, I should have been, I would have been more, uh, tuned in, but I was hoping driving for a couple of months. So he got quiet and kind of making some weird nasally sounds like he was kind of holding down a sneeze or something. Um, oh. we pull off the freeway, the ride, the ride must've sh- must have shook him up because just about a mile or two from their house, he just sprayed my dashboard. I mean, it came out of his mouth, his nose. It was whatever wine and pasta. I mean, it was just like a fresh meal. <laughs> the dashboard, bro. 
he sprayed the dashboard. I remember he 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 got out. I think he took his shirt off at one point in time. I can just remember him walking home hand in hand with his wife. He's shirtless. I don't know if he used some of the shirt to, you know, clean clean himself up or um yeah, that was shocking to me. I mean, I I thought it was kind of a joke that that happened. Yeah, that's why. But uh, come to find out, it, that's very real. And, and I've had vomit bags in my car ever since. And I've had a pretty pretty clean record since then. Um, you know, I'm always willing to pull over for people and give them as much time as they need and, you know, preempt them with bags. And, you know, hey, you doing all right back there? All that. I got a, I got a good toot story for you. Yeah, let's hear it. Did I tell you when I picked up? It was kind of sketch from the get go. I might have told you this one. It was kind of sketch from the get go because I get I get this call, and um and the fucked up thing for people who don't know, when you get a call as an Uber driver, you don't know where the person's going, so you just you get a call that somebody needs a ride. So. Right, you get there. That's it. That's it. So I don't know where this motherfucker's going. So I show up, and uh, <laughs> this guy runs out, and he's like, "Hey, wait just a minute. My friend will be right out." And then he goes, "But my friend doesn't have a phone, so here's the address, and it's in Sacramento." <laughs> Oh, his buddy called Dude, him an Uber. Right? Which which is against the fucking... So I could have canceled right there, right? Because that's against the rules. It has to be your Uber. You're not supposed to use somebody else's Uber, right? But I figure, what the fuck? So, so I take the ride, and... Because uh, <laughs> I figure, you know, it's probably going to be a $120 ride, right? At least. Um... That's a good yeah. and and I had nothing going on, you know. I was just out to make some money that night, so so what the hell? But it got weird. So the guy takes his shoes off, and then he's like, kind of like passing out, but he's got this Arizona iced tea in his hand, and I'm I'm like worried that he's gonna spill like pass out and spill half of it. So I'm like, hey man, can you just like, hey, you can put that right here, you know. And uh, so he did, but then he got yeah, kicked his shoes off, and I thought that was weird. And then, um, and then he fully passes out. And so we get to Sacramento, and I'm like, "Hey, man, wait, <laughs> wake up! Where are we going?" Turns out we're going to a, his friend's house, another friend's house. So I don't, now I'm like, is this guy like straight off the boat and he doesn't even have a place? He's going from one friend's house to another friend's house. And uh, he directs me into this apartment complex, but the person isn't there. So then he wants to go to the Denny's and wait for the person. And then I turn the light on, dude. Yeah, no. And he's got a fuck, he's got a fucking crack pipe laying on his belly. Oh man, what a sketchy ride! He was ride. so high out of his head that I grabbed the crack pipe really quick and threw it out the window, and I don't think he even saw it. 
Yeah, he was just gacked out of yeah. his mind. So then, you know, so that reminds I'm building up no, to my puke story. <laughs> <laughs> so so then I figure, well, fuck, here I am up in way north of Sacramento. I might as well try to get a couple few rides on the way back, right? So I'm not just fucking dead in the water. And I did. I got a bunch of rides in sack. And this fucking one chick almost puked in my car. And I hear her fucking doing what you were talking about. And I just fucking pull over. And I'm like, open the door. Open the door. Open the door. She opens the door. and (laughs) Major like fire hose projectile vomiting. dude. It was like, oh my God. Thank God I fucking knew to pull over. Yeah, that was that guy, man. His head's in the back of the seat and the puke is just spraying like the oh, exorcist. God. Yeah. Yeah, that reminds me. I remember the first time someone passed out in my car and it was scary. I thought this kid was dead. Really? Um, I I picked him up from a house. He staggers in just reeking of like weed, alcohol, you name it. Young guy. And, and I'm kind of taking him to this country address out off of, on Sonoma Mountain. He passes out on 101. <laughs> I'm shaking him. I don't know if he's alive or dead. His head goes from, you know, being upright on the headrest to like down at his, you know, like at oh, his waist. Shit. He's kind of, yeah, I mean, he's just way out. And then right when we get to about his house, he, he just, boom, he comes to. I go, hey, there you are. I could see his eyes open, and he's kind of like, hey, we're we're almost to my house. And he couldn't tell me which house was his. I go, hey, man, you know, you're, I I know you're you're a little tipsy. I I want to get you home safe. And he goes, hey, anywhere's good. And we're out in the country, like far spread out addresses. And I'm going, <laughs> and I'm going. Well, I know anywhere's good for you, but why don't I just at least get you to your driveway, your gate, something? He goes, okay, okay. And then we're kind of driving and, and it's a, kind of a, the, the numbers are out of order, you know, the addresses. And, uh, and he goes, you know what? I actually own this whole hill. All these are mine. And I'm going, what? what? He goes, yeah. Every every one of these gates that we've passed is mine. My grandfather bought half of this mountain 50 years ago or something. And they're all mine. And I'm just going, I'm like, well, that could be plausible. But the guy's, you know, he's he's passed out drunk, high as a kite. Could be true. And finally, we just, yeah. And finally, we just kind of were winding up the mountain. I said, okay, you let me know. And I let him out and he staggered out. And, you know, that's Uber for you. I mean, you know, on wow. to the next. So you didn't even see him walk in a door? No, I didn't see him walk in a door. I don't even know if he got through a, this. I mean, and these gates were like big private wow. walls that had, you know, just, you know, key in pads, you know, to get you in. It was a trip. And and when he said that he owned half the mountain, 
or that it was his family. And he might have. I mean, he might have more and more power to him. But like as a as a driver, dude, just tell me where to drop you off. It was the craziest ride that the the, the passing out. I mean, it was like it was like you said, it was a two for one, just just a really weird ride. And and all this happened like both these two stories were like probably my first two months on the job. So I was just, yeah, I'm like young, naive, wanting to save the world, get everyone like to their door. Now, if you would have said that, cool, man, I'll let you off here. Later, right. You know, after a while, it's like, cool, you know, you got your thing. I got my thing. You know, you, if you tell me you want out here, I can't I can't hold you. you know? I'm losing you a little bit. Oh, OK. How's that? Better, Can you hear me now? Much better. Um, Can you hear me now? Very good. Okay. Can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? Uh, yeah, Verizon so. commercial. <laughs> okay, I don't know. This has probably happened to you. I remember I picked a guy up um, in Santa Rosa and took him to the epicenter gym where they had indoor soccer and stuff. And then that same night, I picked him up and dropped him off. So I've had at least one, you know, multiple people on the same night. I gave the guy a ride twice in one night. That's happened at least once, if not more. Oh, yeah. So that's kind of like a small. Oh, dude, is there anything put your back to the kitchen? Back to the kitchen. That's just a little loud. Getting an echo? A little clank, clank. Oh, gotcha. So if you're um, looking, looking at it, then it'll be like, you know what I mean? Then the phone won't pick it up. Gotcha. Let me see. Okay, that's that should be more quiet. Sweet. So, um, oh, sorry, what was that last one? So I, I gave the, I gave a guy a ride from his house to his soccer game and then wound up picking him up from his soccer game or after his game and he had drinks and then driving him home. <laughs> um, so that, I thought that was pretty yeah, interesting. Well, you, Twice in You're one the night. one that turned me on to like the whole um, <clears throat> Katati bar crawl thing. For, the, for those that don't know, we're in Sonoma County. And uh, Katati, there's a university there, Sonoma State University, and the town of Katati has like, I don't know, one, two, three, four, five, five, maybe six bars in one block. <laughs> so, yeah, and this is a this is a town of maybe, maybe 10,000. So. Students go to that one block and they do what's called the bar crawl and you can hit every bar and you don't have to walk very far. Absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've seen, I've seen that, that, I mean, that place is bedlam at 2 AM. Yeah. I've, you know, that you don't have to, you don't have to go home, but you got to get out of here. Everyone's just packed on the sidewalks and, yeah, well, you're the one that turned me on to that as a hot spot, and, and and I thank you and I curse you in the same breath. 
because yes, it's a money maker, but oh my god, after going there t- twice, I fucking uh, invested in vomit bag. Yeah, a lot of young people t- learning their limits with alcohol or, or ignoring their limits. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Testing the limits and just blowing past the speed. Yeah. yeah. Where's that stop sign? Plop. <laughs> oh, and the and and the the Katati crawl is notorious for, you know, you know, you, you go, you pick someone up, you know, maybe a, a young person flags you down, and then you get a dude hopping in your front seat and like four or five chicks trying to trying to, you know, slam in the back seat. Right. How many times is that out? Every time. What do you mean? Come on, we're only going four miles. Come on. Like, dude, it's not your ticket. Only in Katati does that happen. Oh, I shouldn't say only, but just about only in Katati. That happened to me in Petaluma and in San Francisco and in Healdsburg. I will say the people in San Francisco, I mean, it's, it's kind of a cold Uber experience, but they are pretty, they get in, they get out. I've never had people try. I've never had someone do that to me. No drama. Right. Cause they get it. They get the rules. Right. Yeah. Like they're, th- those people are, they're, they're ready for, uh, for self-driving cars. They're totally ready for the automated experience. Yes, yeah, exactly. Because they don't want to fucking talk to you anyway. <laughs> As is proven, and it makes it so weird. Like, how weird is that when somebody gets in your personal vehicle and doesn't at least say, like, hey, bro? Yeah, no, and, and, yeah, and, and a lot of times they're, you know, they're on their own little cell phone with their headphones. They're doing their own thing. I mean, it's like you're not even there. Not even there. And, and sometimes... I mean, they're, they're taking, sorry. Yeah. It's like they're taking transit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're just, you're just their limo that showed up. Yeah. You're a bus driver. You're a limo driver precisely. Right. But like uh, the worst one, dude, check this out. This, this will blow your mind. So I picked these people up in Menlo park, right? So high tech central and, uh, and they're talking kind of like in code language about what they're doing. So like, I don't know what the fuck they're saying, but they're talking and like in depth. And uh, it was weird. And then they start releasing a little bit of shit. So like, it's a new fucking startup tech company that's going to compete with Uber and they're going to bury Uber. And they're going to have Honda passports that are painted flat black and that are powered by, check this out. This blew my fucking mind, dude. So they're looking for real estate in, in San Francisco and other urban places where they have a skyscraper with a parking lot next to it that they can have a Tesla rod on the top of the skyscraper and that can take in fucking megawatts 
and then it can disperse it wirelessly to charge all the cars in the fucking parking lot. Oh, so that charges the fleet at night. Like, not even at night, dude. Like, in an hour and a half. But, yeah, at night. Yeah. Sure. Right. But mind blow, right? So they're, yeah, that's... They're that's talking Tesla power, dude. Yeah, it's it's interesting that, you know, a lot of the really cool tech, and, and even, like, Lyft and Uber are brilliant ideas. You... It's basically you hail a cab with an app on your phone, which is brilliant. It finds you the closest one. So it's it's moving around fast. It's saving you time. It's saving your driver time. I mean, they're all really great ideas, you know, but, you know, at what cost? It's it's such a double-edged sword, you know, the, the technology that's so cool and so helpful to humans, you know, hurts and, and, and pushes out, uh, you know, you know, workers and... Uh, yeah, it's a changing world. Rapidly changing world. And, and I'm I'm really glad you brought that up because that that merges with the Amazon shopper, right? Like, oh, now we don't need so Amazon's goal is <clears throat> to have everything have one of those R RFID tags, right? One of those scanner tags. For, that they use for theft now, right? So if you walk out with it, it'll go boom, 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 right? But they're going right. to use them different. They're going to use them to charge you for it. So the whole thing's different. So every product will have one of those in a grocery store. And you just scan your card when you walk in. And you just walk out with your shit and there's no checker. Right. So you'll just have a cart full of food. And then maybe, you know, as you're walking through the walkout lane, it'll scan everything in your cart. You'll put your cart up and it'll just you right. know, charge you for your food that way. Yeah, it's it's an interesting concept. I you're going to bag your own shit. Exactly. I mean, it's already I mean, I. I already do self-checkout most of the time anyways when I do go to the grocery really? store. Really? Please don't do that. Well, I mean, a lot of times it's uh, it's it's faster. Bro. And, you know, a lot of times I just but, have a few items. Dude, that's it. just sealing the deal. That's like, there goes your job, bitch. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying we're already, we're already kind of halfway there. I know, there. but we got we to gotta fight it a little bit. At least a little bit. Yeah, you know, I didn't, I didn't used to like it, and then, I don't know. It's it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those and things. In, and and in the name of COVID, dude, you don't want to be touching that thing because all these people are touching that thing. It's much better to have one person touch all your shit. Yeah, and I mean, I think. I mean, obviously, I don't remember it, but I'd, I'd imagine 50 years ago, it was pretty normal to have someone pump your gas, check the oil, uh, you know, put some air in your tires, that kind of thing for when you when you stop up. Yeah. Stopped in at a gas station to this to this. You know, check the, check the gas yeah, exactly. To this day in Oregon, you still can't pump your own gas. Right. And and with that comes someone that, hey, you want me to check the oil? You want me to check the fluid? You want me to check your tire pressure? You want me to wash your window? I mean, real service. 
Yeah. And it, it's, it's a law in Oregon that you cannot check, you cannot pump your own gas. Yeah, that's got to be one of the few states that still have that law, I would think. I don't think any state ever had it. Like, they just used to have, everybody just used to do it. But Oregon's like, no, fuck no, we're not going to let that go away. So they made it a law, dude. So it's a trip. Like, like I'm trying to pump my own gas, and they're like, dude. <laughs> I was like, oh, 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 okay. I get it. Now, because you live there. Now, what about, now, what would be a, uh, what would be the scenario for like a big city gas station with like 12 pumps? I mean, would you just have a, a few people working it and then they would just pump it and then go to another car while it's pumping or how would oh, that yeah. work? One guy can set, you know, set three cars, four, six six cars going they have huge gas stations in in oregon truck stops even um right so yeah it's jobs man it's jobs there's only one place in town here that i can think of that still has a uh full service gas station and that's the keep and bond seven x on fourth street and 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 dude, these jobs only pay fucking like eight something bucks an hour. Right. Can you ride? And I think the gas can you believe the federal minimum wage is still seven twenty-five? Yeah, that is just way too low, especially uh yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. That that's just ridiculously low. Where? Where, I don't, I don't know. Is there a place in Virginia that you can live on seven twenty five? Because you, you sure as fuck can't do it here. Oh no way! You know, yeah, it's a problem. And then, you know, you have a lot of the low paying jobs. Uh, you know, pretty much. It's, it's a way of life to be working at Walmart and be on food stamps. I mean, that's just you and the rest of your coworkers, right? Full-time workers. Right. And, and the majority of Walmart workers. Have you ever seen the, the movie Walmart, the high cost of low prices? Uh, I don't think I've ever seen it, but I've, I've seen, I've seen the movie. I'm, I'm familiar with the movie. I, I know it's out there. Oh, it's great. So, um, what it points out is that 50% of 50% or more of Walmart workers are on food stamps and they're work. So they have a full-time job, but they're on food stamps. Yeah, over half their over half their labor force qualifies for for you know public assistance. And we're talking about <clears throat> Walmart, the Walton family. They're the like the third richest family in the country. So, in the Walton family, I think there's four billionaires, where which are each worth like sixty to a hundred billion each running this company 
but they can't pay their workers enough to keep them off of fucking food stamps? Yeah, it's sad. And that's the whole problem with this country, dude, is is Uber, right? Trying to make fucking billions, but they're losing billions, right? So they're trying to sell this dream. They're fucking up all kinds of people's work, all kinds of people's money. And they're losing billions of dollars every year. So you're a failure. You're a total failure. But people look at that like, oh, fuck. And then that sparked on all these other companies. Grubhub, DoorDash, Postmates, fucking on and on and on and on and on and on, right? Amazon. I see Amazon vans fucking everywhere. Yeah. No, I kind of had a light bulb moment talking to you earlier. And I think that, you know, I don't know if it started this way, probably not. But I think the end game right now has got to be autonomous driving vehicles for them. Yeah. I got to be thinking that they're thinking, I don't know if it's five years out, 10 years out, 15. But for all, I think that if you said. I'm sorry, go. Yeah, if you were to ask. No, I think if you were to ask Uber and Lyft the kind of like, where do you see yourself in 10 years question, I, I think that's probably what you'd get if they were to answer truthfully. Yeah, and I think everybody's looking at that. I think I think UPS, FedEx, I think everybody's looking at that like, oh, man. And so guess what? Five, um, not 5%, 20%, one-fifth of all jobs are driving jobs. Right? Yeah. And these, yeah, I mean, you're talking about the bread trucks and the Pepsi guys that go in and stock the stores and go from Safeway to Safeway and supermarket to store to store. All that, bro. So, you know, I mean, every, everything, everything in a Walmart got there on the truck. Yeah. Thank you. And guess what? That used to be, currently is, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of jobs. Thousands. For the state of California, where we are, 30 million, 40 million people, one-fifth of those driving jobs? So what's one-fifth of 40 million? That's fucking, uh, that's eight. Eight million people are at risk and losing their job. So, and that's and that's what where I think a concept like universal basic income it it really seems like it might be imminent because you can't retrain eight million people that quickly. You can't. With with no setup to do it, there's no infrastructure, right? What what do we have? We we don't have a fucking apprenticeship program set up. Yeah, and I mean a lot of these people, like yeah, I mean if you're a long line trucker and have been for most of your life, I mean it's gonna take you a while to to get the training and schooling necessary to join a 21st century, uh, you know computer-based economy you yeah. know and then and then you know so 
this kind of this kind of makes me want to talk about the Green New Deal, but we can't go too deep into that. But what that's all about is training people who are in outdated industries to have good paying jobs in industries that are coming up like fucking I don't I don't even know like fucking solar and fucking whatever right turning coal miners into people that make solar and exactly exactly shit like that and right. you know, and I'm not an authority on that by any means but that's a fucking great example and Obama, I'm not an Obama fan by any means, but Obama had a program where he was transitioning. He would train. There was a, a paid program for people to study uh, to transition from being a coal miner to a solar installer, right? And solar installers make good fucking money, like you know. Around here, they make 40 bucks an hour. Yeah, I mean, it's seemingly a win-win. Who wouldn't want to, you know, swap their nine-to-five from a coal mine to a wind farm or something cool like that? Right? I know I would. You know, that's, I mean, that's that's really hard work. And you're still doing hard, hard work, but it's not nearly as toxic for you and your family. Or the environment. Right. right. You're not at risk for emphysema and a lot of the other really nasty, nasty things that can come with some of those dirty, dirty uh, jobs. Thank you. Because as soon as you go under underground and start fucking banging rock, dude, you're breathing that shit. Yeah. And, it, and it's not just the uh, it's not just the people that mine coal. I mean, it's, it's everyone in the town that it affects. I mean, the pollution. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It, it's not just limited to the to the workers. Oh, no. And it pollutes waterways. Yeah. Wow. Look, look how far we've come. And <laughs> yeah. So let's so let's reel this back to some fucking Uber shit. I've got a couple nightmare ones so one of the one of the ones that made me quit driving full-time was this motherfucker that got in my car okay so there were those there there was those high-tech this happened within a week those high-tech people jumped in and they're like okay we're gonna redo the whole fucking thing we're gonna fucking use like the original tesla not tesla the company not elon musk but test nikola tesla technology to capture hyper amounts of electricity from the tops of fucking skyscrapers and then transmit that down to power a fleet of cars in a fucking fraction of what it would take or, or, you know, or, you know, currently and thereby revolutioning, revolutionizing the industry overnight. So that they're on that path. And then one of the and then she was going to visit a friend this chick she called her friend she's like and then she was talking to the person in the car next to her of course i'm invisible right so i i just don't even exist in any of this right i'm the help and uh but she talks to her friend and she's like oh 
my friend, whatever, is working on this project in Berkeley to try to um, start a, a, a basically a high rise mouse farm to, to, to breed mice on a hyper level. So basically creating a fucking an, a high rise apartment complex for mice with the goal of making a mouse food that is based in mouse meat. Or, I'm sorry, a cat food that is based in mouse meat. Like, isn't that crazy? That's wild. Yeah, I can't. I can't see that being too profitable because, I mean, what does a mice? Weigh? What does a mouse weigh? I don't know. I mean, just a few Dude. ounces. Yeah. What is not much meat on that one? What is a what is a cow weigh before you fucking pump it full of fucking corn? <laughs> yeah, these could be mutant mice. <laughs> we they could be like New York City rats. Oh yeah, dude. They they might be like one pound mice. Yeah. Imagine. Well, that does sound like a. Sorry, go. No, that, that just sounds like a weird idea. Right? So it made me think of horror films and shit like that. Like, oh my God. So there's all these high-tech people working on all these crazy, brainiac ideas that are basically putting people out of jobs. Yeah, it's... Uh, well, like you said, it's it's rapidly evolving. So I, I think you're right. I think um, I think the only way out is some UBA. I mean, how else do you go? Honestly, I, I really don't see... Because, like, you, I mean, you can only retrain so many people so quickly. Um, and I think a lot of people that have been working in you know, certain industries their whole life, it's, it's just going to, it's just going to take a lot of time to, uh, you know, to retrain them into new high tech industries. I could be wrong, but I don't think you're wrong. Um, but I will say that, yeah, I mean, for everything that, uh, you know, for all the good and the bad you can say about Uber, I definitely, um, and I'm grateful to have been able to do it. And I, and I certainly did have some good experiences. Well, but you and I got to do it. Well, I think you and I got to do it at the tail end of when you could make some money. So. Yeah. Yeah. 20, 2016 was when I started. Really? Yeah. And then I think, we pretty much got going right around the same time. Yeah. But like, um, it'll be interesting to see what this, what, what 20, you know, what the, what, what the proposition has to do with the earnings, how it, how it correlates. Um, yeah. 
I'm kind of still a little bit unclear as, as far as just what the benefits will be. Um, they, I, I know that the uh, campaign advertisements for Prop 22 made mention of healthcare, things like that. I, I haven't heard of anything healthcare related being offered by Lyft or no. Uber. Um, and anything that they did offer probably wouldn't be something that would be something I'd be interested in. I can only imagine them offering something like, you know, a a share, which they should have done from the, from the get, right. Which they should have offered like a buy-in program. Like we're not paying jack shit, but we're going to leverage so that you get it cheaper because we got fucking X billion, you know, X million drivers. So do you want these drivers in your healthcare program or not? Okay, give them a good rate. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like access to an already existing HMO that's already. But they never did um, that. But they never advocated like that for us, did they? No. um, But yeah, so, uh, well. Yeah, and it's just so scattered. Like, I think, I don't know, I don't think we've talked about it yet tonight about um, all the things that prevented people from unionizing. I mean, you're one of the few Uber and Lyft drivers that I know. Unlike most other jobs, you can kind of talk with your coworkers, commiserate and and problem solve on that level. You can't really do that with Uber and Lyft. It, it- because we're all just spread out doing right. Our own thing. Unless you go to like to the airport parking lot, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, yeah. Every now and again, you know, a busy night, you know, downtown hotspot. You know, I'll you know always wave to another another guy or whatever, but or another driver. Um, but. Yeah, it's tough. I almost got in a fist fight with a driver at San Francisco International. How did he try to copy your well, no, I, I didn't know. I should I should change that. I didn't almost get in a fist fight with him. He wanted to fight me. I should I should rephrase it. But oh, geez, yeah, but I didn't happened? get out of my car. So like you know, I was like, dude, you need to chill. I don't know. He just lost his fucking shit, you know. But, you know, too many hours in a car will do that to you. Yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Uh, you can drive for 12 hours and then you need 12, 12 hours on, 8 hours off. Yeah. 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 You know, and... Uh, and like you said, if you're multi-platforming, which most people are, uh, it's just scary to think of people putting in 20-hour days. Right. And, and I'll, let me break that down for people who don't know what you're talking about. Multi-platforming. So anybody that makes money driving has Uber and Lyft going at the same, same time, right? Or at least you have the capability yeah. to. And so in San Francisco, I would run, you know, I'd run both of them, but I 75% of my rides would come from Uber, right? So I, 
so I'm driving most of the time, 75% of the time for Uber. So I could drive 12 hours for Uber, time out on Uber, but then I could still have a fuck ton of hours left on Lyft, right? Yeah, you could conceivably drive eight hours for Lyft and then be allowed back on Uber's platform. You could hypothetically be doing speed because they don't drug test. They don't drug test. And they shouldn't drug test for weed, let me tell you, because that's the only reason that I didn't kill like five passengers is because I smoked a little bit of weed to calm myself down. But uh, take an edible here and there. But hypothetically, people could do a bunch of speed and stay up and be driving both platforms, ping, 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 ping. Like, oh my God. Right. Yeah, and I mean, you wonder if that is happening. People, you know, commuting from Stockton, Sacramento into the Bay, and you know, if it's going well, prices are surging. I mean, maybe they do take a bump to stay on the road. Yeah. And the fucked up thing is 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 speed and. And coke go out of your system really quick, right? As far as drug tests go. But pot stays in your system for a long time. And pot chills you out and and helps you drive slower, safer, no road rage. What's your experience? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, ideally, you would just be driving, you know, clear-headed and totally substance-free, but but it is, yeah, I mean, it's totally, you know, the harder the drug, the harsher the drug, the the scarier it is to think of of someone being behind the wheel and having, you know, people's lives in their hands. Yeah, let me pull back. I'm not not condoning anybody driving high on anything. Um. Yeah, clear-headed's the way to go. <clears throat> but holy shit. But yeah, I mean if you were to choose one one over the other, yeah, I think the choice is pretty clear. So, let's talk Halloween. What's the what's the craziest Halloween shit you've seen? Um trying to think this would have been a great halloween it, okay so this one that, that that was just a little a little less than a month ago was a saturday night it was halloween and it was a full moon and because of covid it was just a total non-uber night yes, that would have been amazing and it wasn't raining so everyone was going would have been going out and yeah. dressing up so that would have been a huge night but um I, th- I know that I've Ubered a couple Halloweens and they were, you know, busy, but fairly mellow. I'd say I've had some really big nights on that night before Thanksgiving, yeah. that Wednesday night before Thanksgiving. Those were, those are crazy nights, like almost up no. there with New Year's because there's a lot less drivers on the road. No shit. Everybody's going out because they're stressed about hanging out with the family or what? 
you know, I heard I, I, I heard through the grapevine that it was a huge bar night. And then as an Uber and Lyft driver, I found out that it is a huge night. It is a huge bar night. That seems the day the night to me that seems really weird i don't know like i I mean like wow yeah i mean some of my biggest nights have been on that night uh the fourth of july is just a big day plus i think that's another thing fourth of july is when i think a lot of uber drivers are chilling watching fireworks spending time with their family so it is was just ridiculously busy on the fourth because let's not forget, I mean, it's a labor market that's kind of random. Oh, way random. You know, it's it's not like, hey, it's the fourth. We're going to have all our employees working tonight. It's like, no, I mean, who, whoever decides to drive that night is driving. And whoever decides to just chill and drink and spend time with their family is going to be off the road and taking Ubers. Right. So for those that choose to work on those on those holidays like that, they rake it in. You're right. Cause I've done that. I'm yeah, a single guy. So I've done that. And I, I've worked on Thanksgiving. I've worked on Christmas and you do, you do, you make money and you get sympathy tips. <laughs> oh, the holidays are the best, man. The, the, the Christmas, Christmas Eve, New Year's Eve, that is just a mat. And, yeah, it's a magical time to be an Uber driver. You're, you're hustling, you're making good money, you're getting some cool holiday tips you never see any other time of the year. That one week between Christmas oh, and Oh, shit, what happened? What happened? Are you moving around? Um, whoa. Yeah, better now? better. Yeah, I know my battery's no, running low, so maybe be mindful like, of that. Like, uh, Got all loud for a minute. We're good now. We're good now. So what's your worst horror story, bro? But worst horror story. I mean, I've had some pretty drunk people that were I had this guy that had just got kicked out of the nutty and he was in a really foul mood. Um, worst horror stories. I don't know. I, I definitely picked this one guy up who was really annoying. This is how the ride went. I pick him up sometime between, I don't know, maybe around 1 a.m. Pick him up at his house. Hey, I got to make a quick stop. It's at an ATM. And then we go to, we go to a hotel, which is the Flamingo hotel. He goes, Hey, I got to run in and uh, drop something off or pick something up. You know, he's just doing a Coke buy, something like that. I could tell the guy was way high and he's like totally annoying me the whole time. Just spouting random, you know, you know, Cokehead BS stuff, Uh, you know, meets up with his, buddy or dealer whatever and then i take him back to his house but man was he just he was just the worst um just you know just a weird delusional drug addict guy that's cool that's brutal i got one for you what do you Um, got 
so this guy, so I'm, you know, remember when they had quotes, quotas or whatever? So I was right about to hit my, like, do, do 40 rides and get 280 bucks, right? Oh, yeah, you were just about to, to, to fulfill yes, your quest. thank you, quest. I, I was right about to fucking ping my quest. I needed four more rides, dude. So I'm I'm in downtown San Francisco on Market Street. I'm like, I'm going to go get fucked, right? Where are the people? My first fucking ride is this guy going to Modesto. And for, you know, let me repeat for listeners who don't know, as an Uber driver, you don't know where the motherfucker's going. It just tells you, go pick him up. So, I did. And God damn it. I ended up out in Modesto. 2.30 in the morning. I've been out there Ubering. That's that's what I've never Dude. gone that far. Thule fog. I'm driving 25 miles an hour because I can't see the fucking road. Brutal. So talk about like that ended up being like five bucks an hour, dude. And then I got to go home. And I'm like, fuck. Oh, and you're not gonna you're not gonna get a ride along the way there, even in destination. Oh, no. Good luck. No, no fucking, one... <laughs> no, no fucking way, dude. Not a big time of night. So exactly. So I fucking and there's no fucking radio stations. Didn't have any CDs. So like nothing, dude. Twenty five miles an hour because you can't see jack shit because the fucking Thule fog. All the way to fucking yeah. where um, four meets eighty. Then I connected from from that to Highway Twelve and took Highway Twelve in, and the whole way, dude, I'm thinking, fuck, I'm gonna hit a deer. Fuck, I'm gonna hit a deer. I'm fuck, I'm gonna hit a deer. Right, the whole way, I'm thinking, I'm gonna fucking hit something. That's just my luck, right? I'm Irish. Um, but I didn't, I made it home, but holy shit, dude, like I, I almost made my quest and this motherfucker took me to bumfuck Egypt. Talk on that. Yeah, that's the icing on the cake. Right? That's brutal. Yeah. Um. God, I've had some bad rides. It's hard to distill it down to one, or I'm trying to think. It had to be, some of my worst rides had to be when the passengers were just fighting and yelling and being loud, belligerent, angry, drunk, you know. Just like passengers yeah, from hell. I like to way. drink, but drunk passengers are the fucking worst. Yeah, and I've had a few. I mean, God. Oh man, yeah. People are just. I told yeah. you about. The, I so told you about those chicks I kicked out, right? 
You did. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Let me let me tell that one. Um, so I didn't know you could kick people out of your car as an Uber driver. And when I when I learned that, I'm like, oh my god, thank God, thank God, you could do this. And then I get these people that are just so drunk. Picked them up at fucking uh, Lagunitas. They're so hammered already. And they're going to the Silver Dollar in Larkspur on a Sunday at 4 p.m. And the fucking freeway is like a parking lot, right? So I tell them, I'm like, hey, I'll try, you know, I'll see if I can get us through back, you know, back roads, past the traffic, but... If not, you know, we might be screwed. And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, well, I mean, we might not be able to get there. And you might have to hang out for like a couple hours till 6 p.m. till the traffic dies. Because it's Sunday in the Nevada Narrows. Right? Like, hello. And they just were not hearing that. And uh, so they started calling in to report me. (laughs) And I'm listening to this. So as I'm hearing them call in to report me, I just pulled over and kicked them out. Get the fuck out. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's at least a half a dozen rides. I should have just ended on the definitely mid-ride, but it's just, man... It's it's awkward. It's, it's it is so really awkward. awkward. I mean, it, 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 people, I don't know, people listening can't understand. I mean, you pick up a stranger. You realize you need to terminate the ride. They're angry, drunk, belligerent. Something's not working out. I mean, I mean, it's usually, you know, one against maybe one against one or, you know, you might have to kick out two, three, four passengers or maybe you know maybe it's just one or two passengers that are the problem and one or two passengers are okay and they're just kind of like hey you know drive my friend's drunk keep driving whatever i mean you know it's just man it's really really tough and there's no manual or guidebook to you know tell you how to proceed. there's nobody to help you with and it bro and, and yeah and, and there's no one you can call like uber support uh i mean you know it's just you making a judgment call and it, i mean either way it's ending badly at that point it's just a the ride from hell that you just you know take it to the door or you know you end it early yeah, whatever and, I, and i've done both man i've i've brought super like passed out drunk chicks to their fucking well where they where they told me and the smart ones like they always give a false address so that you drop them off like a block away or half a block away or whatever. But I've had chicks just passed out drunk in my car where I'm like having to hit the brakes repeatedly to like wake them up, you know, like girl, Hey, hello. We're here. Yeah. I had a, uh... Oh God. This was interesting. I remember uh, I picked this lady up from the whiskey tip and she barely got in my car. I think 
a bartender or I, cause I think I, I, I picked her up right at closing. I think someone, someone helped her into my car. I helped her get her seatbelt. Oh, shit. What's up? Yeah, right. Exactly. And then I, so the, and then we head out to Sebastopol and it's a super country address. Addresses are out of order. Can't really see addresses, mailboxes, that kind of thing. I say, hey, where are we going? She goes, oh, uh, I don't really know. Just we're going to the address on the phone. I'm like, well, you know, I don't see it. And I've been driving up and down the street two or three times. Can you help me? Can you call someone? Like, can you, can you give me a landmark? What's going on? Her phone, I think, I think her phone had died at that point, And she's just super incoherent. Uh, I wound up taking her back into Sebastopol, dropping her off at the Lucky Star. She staggers out. I hope she made it home okay. I think she may have wet herself in the back of my car. <laughs> There was definitely a wet spot where she was sitting. Seriously? Uh, very serious. Yeah. Oh, you know, and, and, uh, oh, yeah. I think at one point in time when, when we were, when we were searching for that house out in the middle of the country, she, she got out to look around to see if something looked familiar and she opened the door and just fell out like a pancake. Oh, my God. You know, on the pavement. I helped her. Yeah. It was, man, it was a real mess. That's what you call a hot mess. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, you have really? no idea. Oh, dude, yeah, I'm so was, sorry. That's so. Yeah, but but I I did I did get a cleaning fee for that one, so that was good. What did they give you? Like two fifty? At least I got that. Oh, not even. I think I think I've only requested two cleaning fees and i know i got less than 100 both times i think i got like 40 and 80 or 50 and 80 bucks something like that i took pictures described smells you know every, everything that they make you go through check all the boxes and my wow. so like uh, future like if i could tell myself or or whatever you know for people listening note to self if you're going to drive Uber, don't get a cloth-seated car that absorbs shit. Get, like, vinyl. Fake leather or leather. Yeah, or get some really all-weather mats or a plus. Yeah. Cover your shit. Because um, people are going to piss or puke on it. Yeah, invest, invest in... Look at it as an yeah, investment. Exactly. So brutal. <clears throat> so you reminded me of one. Um, shit, now I forgot. Oh, I had a, I had a good one too. Oh man. Where'd she go? What about what about some cool rides or some cool things that have happened? I remember uh, one night I gave this guy a ride, a pretty long ride. It was from like Petaluma to Napa. And I remember he had a big pit bull with him and it was his companion animal. And we had gotten to talk, we got to talking and he had spent a few years behind bars for, I forget the total, but I mean, he had like a bunch of magic mushrooms and I guess he traveled 
I think with the Grateful Dead or Fish or one of those bands. And he was kind of like, he did art and, you know, that was kind of his gig, but he, he had gotten busted and he did some time, some hard time in prison. And then I think a couple, and he was, he was a nice guy. And anyways, I give him a ride, drop him off. His dog gets out, whatever. And then a couple riders later, <laughs> I pick this guy up and we get to talking and I'm like, Hey, you know, so what do you do? And he was a correctional officer. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, that's a trip because I don't, I mean, I usually don't talk to people about what they do or where they've been, you know, if they've been done time or whatever, I just, it's not totally. stuff I ask about, but uh, I just thought, I thought it was so ironic that just in the course of one evening that I gave, you know, one guy that had done time and then that, so, I mean, you see people from all walks of life. I mean, rich, poor, young, old people who are, you know, not really tech savvy, you know, taking their first Uber ride or whatever. You know, it's, you see it all. Absolutely. Man, I, th- I think you just nailed the ultimate, uh, you know, um, comparison. Totally. Can't we all get along? Yeah, totally. But uh, no, I mean, I, I, you know, a lot of customers have been very, very cool. So I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Yeah, no, it it is a very, it's a very cool service. Um, You know, and and how how it goes in it's, it's going to be interesting it's, it's definitely um, yeah and I think I think you know as long as everybody is respectful it's a cool thing and uh, Uber just needs to fucking pay but but apparently they can't pay because they're losing money. So where does that leave us? Yeah, I, man, I don't know. Uh, you would think that with them getting 25% of all the fares, you would think that would cover their technology costs and, you know, whatever else yeah they gotta be spending a fuck ton on advertising or something yeah or CEO salaries I don't know you know and I yeah and I I mean I don't understand how the corporate world works and if maybe some of their losses or things are write-offs I I don't understand I'm so I'm just really clueless I really don't I genuinely don't want to I don't I just, it's above my head, yeah. you know, above my pay grade. But I, I don't know. I think we fucking nailed it out of the park here. I think, you know. Got Gabe cut on the line, and we're going to cut it up talking about some Uber. What's happening, Gabe? Hey, good, good to have there. you, man. So, um, so, yeah, so Gabe turned me on to a couple clips here on, uh, online um, about police entrapping Uber drivers, um, you know, making up a huge elaborate story to get the sympathy of an Uber driver and then uh, arresting them for, 
you know, illegally giving rides. So uh, Gabe and I have both driven for Uber in the past. So this kind of struck a nerve with both of us. So I want to go ahead and play some clips. Here's the first one. And this is from uh, Atlanta Blackstar on YouTube. Uber driver exposes undercover cops trying to trap other drivers. And sorry about the, um, the sound quality of this, but the guy's walking around in you know, on the street with his cell phone, so there's a lot of traffic noise. And these two people are the two individuals that entrapped me right here, and they're trying to do it right now. They're trying to get every other Uber driver. They're trying to get every other Uber driver this driver right now. Be dope if I can catch one. Look at him, waving people down. The woman said that she didn't have a phone, or no, she said that her phone was, she said her phone was out of battery, and the guy said he had a flip phone. So yeah, they're trying to take some kind of people. Watch this. Hey, brother, those people are undercover cops. I just got a citation for this. Yeah, they trapped me. Yeah. Good job, guys. I see y'all in court. Oh, I thought your phone was dead. Oh, your phone ain't dead no more, huh? Your phone ain't dead no more? Yeah, I didn't take nothing from you. I took nothing from you. I took nothing from neither one of you people, and you know I didn't. You know I didn't take nothing from you. Oh, I'm not harassing nothing. No, I'm not harassing anything. Y'all in traffic. Good job, guys. Good job. Good job. Oh, now look at this. Look at this. What you mean, how am I doing? I just got trapped, and I just wanted to stop somebody else from getting trapped. That's all. So how can I help you today? You know, by doing this, you're interfering with an investigation. I'm right? not interfering with no investigation. Yeah. No, no. Purpose, I'm not interfering with anything. I was now. making a video, and they just happened to have some people pull up. Okay, Chief, so you can be arrested. Wow. Right? Unbelievable, yeah. Yeah, those those cops were there maybe 10, 20 seconds after oh. he showed up. As soon as the as soon as the one cop got on his little radio or something, right? Or they were they were either watching or they had a Yeah, his little his little Yeah, so so this is at least Two undercover officers and minimum. Uh, oh, yeah, two, exactly. Two so here's your tax office. dollars at work being totally wasted, setting up a sting operation to entrap drivers. Like, wow, talk about a victimless crime. Like, what are the numbers of people every year that are injured in an accident by an illegal track taxi driver that, that has insufficient insurance? Right? It's non-existent. This is a non-existent issue. Right? Yeah, it's it's, it's very strange. And the and the elaborate ruse of, you know, the luggage, the the dead phone, the other person has a phone. Right. So we phone. get so we gotta break down the visuals to the people that are listening. So there's two people standing at a bus stop somewhere in LA with a bunch of suitcases and they claim that their phone's dead and that they need to go to the Staples Center, like, right? So like, oh, they're trying to paint the picture that they're in town, they're, they're 
tourists or the tra business travelers. They're in town for a business convention. They got to get across town for this convention right away. Their phone's dead. Like, oh, and the guy's got a woman with him. So you're like, oh, man, the husband and the wife. And like, oh, man. So they're trying to pull on your heartstrings to set you up. Yeah. Unfricking believable. Totally. So here's another clip um, of uh, what the hell is this one? This one is CBS Los Angeles. Three Uber drivers nabbed in LAPD sting. All their arrest and entrapment. Arrested all three drivers and impounded their cars. An LA Department of Transportation spokesman confirmed the agency participates in these types of operations along with LA police. He says Uber drivers and many others, like limo drivers, for example, are subject to arrest if they agree to a ride that was not prearranged. It's not safe business. Legal analyst Steve Meister says even Uber drivers are considered bandit cabs if they stop for someone off the book. There's no accountability for the passenger. There's no accountability for the driver. And so there has to be uh, regulation in this business. But the drivers believe it was entrapment. They say they've never asked people if they need a ride and have near perfect customer rating. I felt like I was a criminal. Bluntly, I think it's very cool. Uh, it could be handled, I think, a, a lot better way. This is going to set me back bad. The driver... There's no freaking crime, really. There's no victim. So what's the crime? And, you know, and the guy's like, well, there's no accountability. The one, the, the legal analyst for CBS, there's no accountability. There needs to be accountability. Well, yeah, but there's no victim. So why penalize these people who are working for barely over minimum wage, busting their ass? Why not hit up? Why not get on Uber? Or whatever. I don't know. Yeah, as far as I can tell, the probably the, the you know the shadiest thing or the most you know gray area aspect as far as liability that I felt as a driver was that gray area of when does Uber's insurance kick in? When are you on your own insurance, which doesn't want you driving for Uber? Is it when you get the call and you're driving by yourself in the car to pick them up, is it when you just have the app on and you're cruising around waiting for a ride? So I really, I'm just grateful that I never got into an accident and never really had to figure that cluster yeah. the fuck out. Yeah. Basically you just hope you don't get in an accident. <clears throat> exactly. Because there's all these nuances that Uber has bribed the insurance companies to take part in. Like, right. Like they don't cover your, if you're in an accident, before you pick the rider up, even if the app is on, it's not Uber's responsibility. Like what? No, I'm I'm on the app. If the app is turned on, it should be all on Uber, right? Right, and I think that's another probably reason that they push so hard for the uh, the independent contractor status of all their employees. Well, so maybe they could just you know. Uh, you know, dump the responsibility on us to get, you know, commercial driving insurance or, you know, whatever it's called, which is at a, a big right. time premium. So it all just the whole thing stinks. stinks. And what really pisses me off beyond anything else about this whole story is, is the law enforcement and legislators bending over backwards to favor Uber 
but fuck taxi drivers. Like they never did a sting like this to help taxi drivers. Right. Like, I don't know. Like, no, basically Uber should have been fined out of existence because they were operating illegally. And there were other companies waiting in the wings who filed all the paperwork legally. So Uber should have been made an example of, and that would have just created a vacuum. Those other companies, Lyft, et cetera, could have filled that void. But for some reason, you know, and money speaks louder than anything else in our society. So it leads me to believe that Uber just bribed the shit out of all of our legislators. Well, I mean, they, they did essentially through, uh, you know, lobbying for that proposition that was just, uh, just passed, um, you know, making us all independent contractors. Yeah. Such a joke. And then there's the whole, there's the whole thing of the police taking part in it. How are they protecting and serving, you know, in this regard? And then that just gets me started on, you know, when they could be out fighting white collar crime, where there's real money at stake, where there's real, where people's bank, you know, savings and retirements are getting stolen by, by white collar corporate criminals. They could be out fight, investigating that shit instead of eating a donut and doing a sting operation to get the lowest on the totem pole. And that, but that brings, yeah, that brings me to where the police started. So metro, metropolitan police, as we know them were created to basically put down worker revolts and labor labor riots. Um, first, first, you know, there only used to be the sheriff's department. Then the companies, mainly the coal, coal miners, coal mining companies would hire this company called Pinkerton Security. And it was a bunch of ex-sheriffs that were now basically hired hired guns and thugs and they would show up with a bunch of guns and put down strikes you know with violence by shooting people um and that force eventually turned into the metropolitan police department as we know them so pigs as we know them were created to put down worker revolts when workers rise up to demand say an eight-hour workday a 40-hour work week, the end to child labor, though all those issues, blood was spilled in the streets of America in every single city. And this is an issue that nobody knows about. None of our history books talk about it. You're not taught this in school. And that's the history of the police department. And you see that history coming forth when movements like Black Lives Matter come to the forefront. Who do the cops side with? Target, not the people protesting, right? Yeah, keeping, keeping the, the people, people in their place. place and protecting property over people. They don't give a shit about the people, they're protecting the property, right? Yeah, not to mention, I mean, this is downtown LA. I mean, there's I mean, there's plenty of drugs, gangs, human trafficking. I mean, there's a lot of bad stuff that goes on. Right. It's probably a snuff flick being filmed somewhere right around within two miles of where they are. Right. 
totally or or you know a, you know a break-in taking place or an assault taking place or you know the, the fact that they would choose this low-hanging fruit to go after i think it just kind of shows that they i don't know if they just want to kind of polish up their arrest record or you know make it seem like okay we can we can nab these guys really easily so let's do it but um it doesn't seem like it's in the best interest of society or keeping. yeah safe. i don't get it i don't put any priority on that and uh, you know it's not even on my radar as far as things that i would like the police to be doing I mean, they're, they're basically keeping us safe from, you know, good hearted Uber drivers who will give you a lift yeah. when your phone dies. Yeah. Fuck a good <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Trying to. And that, yeah, I mean. What's up? And, and I've been there um, on a couple different occasions, um, you know, just waiting for a ride. Both times we're in downtown Santa Rosa. One time, uh, it's late, like after bar hours, like probably a little after 2 a.m., this couple kind of ambles up over to me and says, hey, are you still driving? You know, I go, yeah, I'm just waiting for, just waiting for a ride. They go, hey, you know, my, my phone died, but I live, you know, two miles that way or whatever. Could, you know, can you, give me, can you help us out? And I said, sure. You know, because um, you know, it's dark out, it's late it's cold, whatever, you know, they're, they're drunk. They don't want to walk home. It's probably, probably a lot less safe for them to be walking. Yeah. Home. You're breaking up a little bit, buddy. Okay. Did now, did you charge them? Yeah. Basically he offered, he said, Hey, you know, I'll give you, I forget what it was, 10 bucks to give me a ride home. Like basically what it would have been to, you know, right. do an Uber ride was, was yeah. essentially what it was. And I said, mm, sure, I'll help you out. And then the only other time something like that's happened to me was in downtown Santa Rosa. It was after a big event. I think it was after the Vine Man Triathlon was uh, finishing up right in downtown Santa Rosa. And it had been a really busy night. And I just dropped someone off. And I think I'm like getting ready to pull out of the parking lot and kind of go find a place to park to wait, you know, wait for the next. And, and this guy just kind of flags me down. I forget if he jumped in my car, but says, Hey man, uh, I forget what happened. Like someone, someone stole his phone and he lost his wallet and he's just really flustered and he had to go to Runner park and we're in downtown Santa Rosa. And I'm kind of like, ah, I don't know if I can help you, man. He's like, look, man, I, I don't have a phone. I can't call anybody. I don't live in Santa Rosa. I said, okay, fine. And um, I guess he had an ATM card. We went to an ATM. He gave me 20 bucks. I took him to Roner Park. You know, Done. Case closed. But I mean, he was re he was really now. Stranded. If there's gonna be a sting operation, shouldn't it be for for drivers who are out sharking, who are out? you know, trying to hustle, like, Hey man, I'll give you a ride off app for 20 bucks cash. Exactly. That, that, that's, that's the real problem. As far as I can tell the one that's like, Hey man, this is going to be a pretty long, long ride. Uh, the 25% fee is going to cut like whatever, 25, $30 off the fare. Why don't we just split that $30 and you know, something like that. I mean, that, that's, that's right. There's a hustler trying to do all trying to work off app. I, but if I, a, if a rider approaches the driver, you know, like, like look, look at prostitution, right? 
do you go they're going after the john or they're going after the hooker not the john go after the john right right that would be like someone coming up to you for a date you know and then you know it's just yeah it's it's ridiculous if someone comes up to you with a, a sad story and a dead phone i mean my my take is to just you know believe them and help them out if you feel yeah. like you can but if you're out there hustling like trying to cut other ubers other uber drivers out of the mix like hey man you know it's a 40 dollar ride hey i'll do it for 30 hop in those people after those yeah you know yeah that that yeah that's something i would never even consider sure. you know because it's just so convenient right. the way that you always get paid for your rides through Lyft and Uber. So you're, you know, you're, you're taken care of there. And then ideally you'd like to think you're taken care of insurance wise. I've never put that to the test, but you know, you, I guess you have a million dollars of Uber's insurance, but I think they still want you to try to claim that on your insurance policy. And only if your insurance policy box it at, you know, paying out damages for a ride, then they kick in. I've, I've heard it's kind of, I don't know. I'm, I'm still a little skeptical. Yeah. It's a little dicey the details yeah i still yeah the details are very dicey but um it's just another one of those gray areas that they operate yeah. in though just another example yeah. yeah all the benefit leans towards uber and none of the benefit leads towards the driver it's just a constant story there it's gonna be how uh right and then how they, people how this you know the january 20th the change takes place january 20th i guess so, it'll be interesting. Oh, you oh you're talking about uh, the new, new law, government the Uber twenty Proposition twenty two, because it was oh is Uber's that been trying to do all kinds of things to keep drivers like name your own rate, name your own price, right? So you get a ride request, you can say I'll do it for fifteen bucks, which that's true independent contractordom, right? But it's going to be interesting to see how it changes, you know, now that we're in the new, when I mean, the new law takes place. Yeah. It would be interesting if, if, you know, when you go to set up your profile, you could say, okay, this is how much I charge per mile. This is how much I charge per pickup. Um, you know, when the ride starts, um, you could say, this is how much I charge. Like we've talked about it a lot. I think this is, this is, uh, one thing that we both don't like is being in downtown Santa Rosa and getting pinged for a ride in Katati or Pedro. Right, you should be able, you should be able to saying, say, okay, I want to stay in the town I'm in, or I want to stay within 15 miles of a radius. Right. Right, or 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 say, look, if if it's out of this zone, if I have to if I have to drive 15 or 20 minutes, like say from Petaluma to Nevada to pick you up. Well, then the ride doesn't start at, you know, $3 or whatever. It starts at $13 because that's really in real time how much it, it took me. Right. To get and it, yeah, exactly. It's so crazy that you don't get paid at all until you get there. And sometimes you got to drive 10, 15 minutes to get, go get them. And uh, yeah, it's that's just. One. Right. And, and oftentimes yeah, right when you hop on the freeway to go pick them up is often when that ride gets canceled by the yeah, ride. and then you can and then you can get nothing. So it's just like so what? Nice. Wait a minute. 
you it's call so you connected me for a ride i'm on my way there there should be some kind of payment there should be some kind of penalty so that the driver so the riders don't cancel like that right because they'll see they'll see an uber yeah, drive yeah. up right in front of them and they'll cancel and then you don't get paid jack shit right they'll say oh wait oh this ride's still 17 minutes away you know dang done and then right you get yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a strange, it's a strange. The way system, that you, can, I, I guess, the, the way guess you can't I'll see the destination of the rider is bullshit. And riders don't know that. Like they get in, they think, you know, where they're going. So like they trip out when I'm like, where are you going? I'm like, oh no, it doesn't tell me until we start the trip. Right, right. Until you pick them up, hit confirm. And then, and then from there you can, you confirm the destination. Which is bullshit. Right? Cause that's not how a taxi ever worked. You know, the taxi driver knows where they're picking you up and where you're going. Right. And then they they even know little details, like if there's going to be multiple stops. If we're yeah. Someone else like I've, I've been on my way home before and I'm like, oh, fuck, let me take one more ride. Three thirty in the morning. The motherfuckers were going to the San Francisco airport. Right. That's that's not a ride you want to take. Like, what the hell? I did it because the guy was running late for his flight. Fucking there's, you know. But fuck, talk about shitty. So all of a sudden now, 430 in the morning, I'm in fucking South San Francisco. Coming home with the sun coming up. What the fuck? Yeah, that's brutal getting one of those long destinations when you're not ready for it. So. That's bullshit. The surprise factor. There should be no fucking surprises. Yep. Yeah. Surprise. We're going. No surprise. No, we're not. (laughs) Yeah. You should be able to, you should be able to say, I want to stay within a 15 or 20 mile radius of where I'm at. You should have options. I want to stay within 15 miles, within 30 miles, within 60 miles, or I don't care. Send me wherever. You should, you should also be able to request, right. I want to take, um, there should be unlimited destinations if it's in one direction, right? Like on my way home kind of thing, right? Or on the way to San Francisco airport. Yeah, I mean, part of the thing, the, like part of the, the, the flexibility argument that is nice, but okay, let's say that you have a four hour window and you want to Uber from... 12 to 4 right. and then let's say it's 3 p.m you should be able to put I'm, I'm clocking out at 4 so uber knows not to give me any long rides i have something going on at 4 30 you know i need to have my last drop off at or right. before 4 p.m so you should be able to set that so you know give me the the, the ride accordingly according to that don't give me any long rides that are going to take over an hour or mm-hmm. you know like that like saying this guy goes off shift at four so no he's not going to get the long one that would be nice to, to be able to cap your night and say this is when i need right to be off but you gap. can't and i've gotten screwed by that so many times another time i was trying to stay local and just doing picking up people at uh after a show at what's the name of that place that old theater in petaluma but um the place closes 
Can I get a ride? The old the, go to the, or Phoenix. Francisco, Phoenix and I don't want to Phoenix So what the fuck? Like, I wanted to stay in Sonoma County. Once again, on the road. 45 minutes an hour away. Not cool. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd be a nice feature to be able to, you know, set a, a heart out for yourself. Well, if if, you, if there was true independent contractor, dumb, that's what it would be like. You would set all your own rules. So it's bullshit that they call it being an under independent contractor. You're not. You can't decline more than like three or four rides without them kicking you off the platform for the night. Um. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because then your acceptance rates dips down, and they're. I mean, I've been threatened to be deplatformed from Lyft. Uber's they a just, little they more. They always won't uh, send you any more rides. Convenient. Like. Oh yeah, I've I've heard horror stories about people uh, not accepting a ride, and then you just you're you're canceled from Lyft. You can no longer drive for them. Like no. Right. No, nothing. Or they'll just not send you any more that day. Like, oh, you've canceled three or four. Okay, we're not going to send you any more. Yeah, I remember one time I got pretty close to that when I pulled up to get gas uh, and go to the bathroom and I forgot to turn my app off. I get back in. I've missed right. three rides. And it shouldn't be that shouldn't be that kind of high yeah. stress. There shouldn't be a penalty. If you're an independent contractor, there's no fucking penalty. You do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah, just on to the on to the next. On to the next. You didn't accept it, right. you just go to the next So person. what? But they're trying but they fa it's so corporate that they favor the rider over the driver so much that if you're not there to give exemplary service, you're picked off. Right. Yeah. If you're not there to provide, you know, tick tick tacks and bottled water and everything else that they want. Right. Because as a driver, you can get kicked yeah. off the platform, meaning fired from your job for just your your ratings going below four, um, not accepting enough rides, having complaints by by riders. And those complaints can be lies, a bunch of made up shit. If you just don't if you have a personality clash. And but as a driver, all you can do is file a complaint against the rider and all Uber or Lyft will do is not match you with that rider again. But they don't punish the fucking rider at all because that's their bread and butter. Yeah, I always I, I always cringe when I see a really lowly rated rider because usually those are the the late night drunkies that really give dry, you know, mm -hmm. drivers a hard time. Yeah. And that's all you can do is give them a low rating. Yeah. And I, and I try to not even do that. I try to, I mean, I really try to, you know, give people the benefit of the doubt and, and see my way to give them totally. five stars, you know? And it's, and it's just crazy. I remember doing a pickup for, um, a group of women that were staying, I think, at a nearby hotel. They wanted to go to the New Russian River in Santa in uh, Windsor, and they had put in Russian River in downtown Santa Rosa. So, say, uh, so I pick them up. Say, hey, we're we're heading over to the Russian River. They go, yep, you got it. And then they say, hey, where are you going? I'm going, oh, just going to Russian River where it's sending me. No, no, we're, we're going to the one in Windsor. I go, oh, you didn't oh, tell okay. me that. Sorry, it's it, 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 uh, it says the one in Santa Rosa on my on my app. You must have put that in. She goes, no, we're going to the one in Windsor. And then 
you know, so I pull over, say, okay, l- l- let me change that. She goes, no, just drive, just drive. I'm like, well, I don't know exactly how to get there. I'll let me, let me, let me change it. So she's getting frustrated with me. Turns out long story short, I dropped them off. No fault of my own. They kind of huff and puff, get out of the car. I got rated one star. Wow. So yeah, stuff like that, you know, can drive your, your performance down when really you did nothing. Wrong. You just picked up the wrong entitled C word. Right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a tough break. That's a really tough Oh, totally. Yeah. No. And that's the most mind boggling hair pulling thing about Uber is entitled young women. Yeah. And just people that have, you know, that are just way too drunk. They put down their, uh, their pickup location wrong or, um, you know, they, they put down the bar that they were at now that they're at a new bar and they want you to drive across town and get them, you know, just people that just can't get yeah. it straight. And then get an attitude with you because they fucked up. Or how, or how about the, uh, how about the, uh, you know, you go to pick someone up at their house really late at night, but really that's where they want you to drop them off. So you say, Hey, I'm, I'm here. I've been waiting five minutes. I'm getting ready to cancel. You coming out? They're like, what do you mean uh, coming out? I'm at, you know, I'm right out yeah. front. I'm, I don't see you. I'm like, well, I'm at your house, you know? And they're like, Oh, well, we're, at, we're actually at great casino. That's, that's where we want to be dropped off. I'm like, well, I'm 30 yeah. minutes away from learn you. how to use the app. <laughs> right. Right. I'm sure. Yeah. That, that, that's probably how oh, totally. And then once again, zero compensation, Uber or Lyft doesn't even give you a buck for that. You're just sitting there for who knows how long. You know, and what kills me too is is the wait. Yep. Like the meter should start as soon as you pull up and say, I have arrived, because you have to confirm that you've arrived. So as soon as you confirm that you have arrived, that meter should start. Giving them a two minute wait period is freaking bullshit. I was it's I think it's down to two. It, it used to be five. five. But even two is bullshit because they're never ready. And I mean, and I think the, the wait period is still like 28 cents a minute. It's nothing. So like, really? Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah like what's fucking, what's 25 cents times? Uh, what would that be? If you're getting 25 cents a minute, let me see here. 0.25. I think it's, it's roughly about 15 bucks an hour is the waiting fee tonight. 28 cents a minute times 60 minutes, 15 bucks. So, yeah, not, so to, not to mention, it probably it may have taken you 10 minutes just to right. get there. So you're making zero money for 12 minutes now. And their slap in the face waiting fee is 15 bucks an hour. Fuck you. It should be 25 bucks an hour. To, it should be so high that it prevents people from keeping you waiting. Don't call the Uber till you're freaking ready. Right? Right. You know, how many times have you pulled up and they'll be like,
yeah, I've, I've pulled up many times, waited five minutes and then called and then said, and then they go, Oh, you're here. You know, they're, they're surprised to realize that you're there. 